0: Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of Wrestling.com. I'm joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT. John, how are you doing tonight?
1: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, nice to catch NXT, and it always seems to follow through on their story, so I'm excited to talk about it.
0: As am I, as am I, and uh, before we do, just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, or at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe, uh, and you know, just share a little, maybe a little housekeeping and a friendly reminder that they announced tonight on NXT that next week's show and the week after that will be on Sci-Fi, not USA Network. For so, for you NXT fans, if you're, if you're watching this, I'm assuming that you are an, an NXT fan. Uh, definitely make sure to tune into Sci-Fi next week, not USA. Network because of the Olympic uh coverage of the Olympics. So definitely just something to keep keep your uh you know, pay attention to. You know, I for me I stuff like that happens all the time where you just gotta make sure you're tuning into the right channel. But tonight we're on USA network for NXT. And I guess we can start with uh the angle that opened the show and then later closed the show, a continuation of the feud with uh Carrion Cross and Samoa Joe being in the show i really like this i thought it was a very fun way to kind of set up what we got later on but smell joe made his way to the ring made it very clear that he wanted to fight carrying cross after cross attacked him last week when Reg- we regal came to the ring and said no 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 that's not what he agreed to but joe said i got provoked last week uh so i'm here to you know fight carrying cross he said that uh Re- regal can't control cross and he needs to be put down and uh you know regal wanted joe to resolve it peacefully but joe said You know, I can guarantee you this will end tonight, but it may not be peacefully. So that kind of, uh, you know, set the stage for what well, we got later, uh, basically Karen cross. And we'll talk about his, uh, his raw call up that we saw last night. But, um, at least for tonight, Karen cross, uh, was late, late to the show. And that proved to be a big, uh, storyline throughout the night where Joe, uh, Joe was waiting for Cross to show up and he, late, and he was late and he was late and he was late. And finally at the end of the show, cross showed up, but he attacked William Regal, like a real, real true monster. And Samoa Joe ran to the scene and, uh, just missed Cross escaping in his car just to, sort of, to kind of uh, delay the eventual collision there. So, John, what do you make of this ongoing situation with Joe, Cross, and now I guess I should say William Regal?
1: So, I think what we're getting to, and we saw developments tonight where like William Regal was really pushing for Joe to keep things peaceful and to not be physical. The direction that we saw tonight, I think, is leading to the point where William Regal is going to be like, you know what, go kick his ass, something like that. You know, I think that's what's going to happen. So I think it's going to end up saying, you know, Regal will say something like, Joe, you're clear to compete. You're clear to fight. Let's do this. Uh, And then obviously, if they fight, it would have to be for the the title, you would assume. Uh, It's so interesting because if Joe is clear to compete, And with what we've seen with Cross on, like, Raw and stuff, I could see a world where Joe might get another title run here. Um, And I think it would be nothing but good for the show. Uh, But at the same time, I could also see Cross wanting to make him look good. But we've seen that it's apparent that Vince doesn't really care how Cross is booked. He's still going to book him his own way anyway. So um, uh, all all said and done tonight, my takeaway from this – and. I know some will. This has been a discussion from many people already online today, particularly after we got the announcement that the next NXT takeover would be August twenty second, and after Correct. SummerSlam. However, they did imply it would be at the CWC, but uh, I did later find out that they actually didn't officially name the location yet. We're just right. assuming that it's at the CWC, but. Who says it's not like we initially said that they were thinking about going in Orlando with fans? Uh, Vegas has multiple venues open on Sunday night that would be a possibility. Um, if they do do this in Vegas, regardless of if it's SummerSlam or Takeover, then then okay, whatever. But uh, if they're going to do Takeover at Florida, wherever it may be, wherever whatever fans they're going to have. I still want this match to be at SummerSlam, even though like I see the comment from Nesha Kirsch saying, you know, Joe will be cross to take over. I think there's an argument to be made for having this match at SummerSlam, especially if cross has already been kind of promoted on raw. Obviously they know who Joe is already from the past. I think this would be a good match for the main pay-per-view, uh, Unfortunately, I don't see that happening. I do think this will be an NXT Takeover main event match because you kind of have to do that at a Takeover because it's like that's your main feud. But I really enjoy that they're uh, doing this feud between the two. We mentioned before that Cross was kind of running out of contenders; like he he was starting to repeat with like Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, stuff like that. That was getting repetitive. With Samoa Joe, this is this is a great fresh perspective. I think it's a good feud. I'm interested to see. Uh, arguably, both could win. Uh, it's a believable feud. It's already gotten very personal. Joe is Joe has been doing so good with uh, his recent run in NXT. He legitimately looks and sounds like he's pissed off, and that's what you want. And, and Cross, you know, something simple and like, just at the end of the show, and like. To me, like, and I get I get the whole he was on Raw thing, but to me, like, this erased, like, last night, like, I, it didn't cross my mind that he lost to Jeff Hardy last night, like, because he looked like that monster that NXT has booked him as for the past couple months.
0: I agree. Uh, I want to give my thoughts all about this, but definitely getting a lot of co- uh, thoughts in the comments here where Stephen Chambers definitely agreeing. It looks like we are heading toward uh, Joe versus Cross uh, for TakeOver. Could be a regular match. He suggests it could be a submission match like that idea uh, and definitely getting a lot of support for the idea that we are on this collision course there. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying that, you know, if Joe does beat Cross, it would kind of Probably firmly cement Cross's uh, move to the main roster. Of course, he was on Raw last night, and it's worth mentioning that I overlooked this last night. But uh, WWE Twitter posted, you know, a picture of Cross saying, "Like, welcome to Raw." kind of implying that he was, you know, kind of joining the roster, uh kind of sure. and that that would call into question his status as an NXT guy. Nesha curse in that sense kind of predicting that Joe will beat Cross, especially if that is the case, the cross is moving up. Uh or I should say, kind of based on that tweet, seeming to suggest that he uh, has moved up and now he's kind of splitting time between Raw and NXT there. So sure. Uh, you know, for me, that's definitely something to look, to look out for. I will say, you know, I definitely did have a, a bad taste in my mouth after, you know, what we saw last night across uh, getting the call up to Raw with fairly little fanfare, facing Jeff Hardy, losing to Jeff Hardy, uh, not having to all these things, uh, not the best, uh, you know, not the best setup for a debut like that especially for a guy that uh, johnny and i briefly talked about it last night but for me a guy that's been booked so strong on xc that that's you know been presented as this real like top star here um i know i was disappointed about that that was definitely a big talking point uh, throughout the day today and then knowing that cross would likely be on the show tonight uh you know it was hard not to think of that so and, and uh, exactly the next saying that cross without scarlet just doesn't work i would agree didn't see scarlet tonight but at least in this way, they still got the the essence of his character much better than they did last night he was i'm gonna say this a couple of times tonight he really felt like this like movie villain or movie movie uh villain right about sure. this real real badass like real monster right? you know attacking regal this real sympathetic uh guy that you know everybody loves regal right so then I'm uh, yeah. really est- really establishing across as this real bad guy, and then obviously you put him in there with withsmoa Joe, everybody wants to cheer a Joe so very quickly here uh setting up this well it should be a really if we do if we do get it and it really does feel like we are heading in that way um and joe does feel like a very good match there uh and yeah a couple weeks ago i had said i really don't see joe getting another title run but now Cross, you know, pretty much getting called up and still kind of hanging on to the next day title. You know, maybe even if it's a temporary run for some smojo, it does feel maybe more more possible, if not probable, than it did a couple weeks ago. So uh, especially like John, you were saying, if this uh, takeover is uh done with a live crowd, you know, definitely that would be a, a great moment for that for that live crowd. So um I, I'm I'm liking this. Smojo definitely, uh, he's still great on the mic. You know, he really brought the heat in his opening promo there. And then the, just the, the the small things where you like screamed with rage when he saw Regal attacked like th- th- this is really working for me. I'm liking it a lot. So uh, you know, for me, th- having this as the main story on NXT uh, definitely has it's a, it's a strong point for the show, and they're doing it very well. And I'm looking forward to see where it goes. And on on the subject of good things that I like tonight, I do want to talk about Cameron Grimes and LA Knight here. Uh, Cameron Grimes really making the most of. Uh, this Butler gimmick, he's really just—I uh, guess the, the saying about making chicken salad out of you know what—you um, know—I just think he's really just doing a good job. He, he got handed this gimmick that I that I at least thought was not a good look. You know, that that I didn't—I didn't think it was going to work very well. He's making it work. He's he's really having fun with it, and he's really just you know playing the role very well and really telling the story of you know you you can really expect that sooner and later he's going to turn on uh, La Knight and he's going to get revenge. Uh, and the, what we saw tonight really built that up nicely where Grimes, uh, they set up a match with, Grime, uh, with LA Knight and Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick uh, saw Knight kind of bullying uh, Grimes when he was helping with his bags. Uh, and Knight didn't like the fact that the, the Maverick and Grimes are kind of uh, form, briefly formed a united front's way to match there. And I liked how we got this, you know, uh, this upset went for Maverick where Knight told Grimes to hold up the title for him to show it off. Uh, Maverick dropkick uh, Knight into the title and rolled him up. I thought that was pretty clever. And then uh, Knight beat down Maverick, Maverick got for the match and he told Grimes to punch, uh, to punch Maverick. And there's definitely a moment of tension where it was a, will, will he or won't he? And it was, it, it was definitely a, uh, there's a really good storytelling there. I like that a lot. And then Gr- uh, Grimes did hit Maverick because he's a man of his word. And he told uh, that night that he would be his well or that he would do what he asked him to do or in this in this case what he told him to do, uh, Grimes tried to get Knight to stop attacking Maverick and Knight uh, ordered ordered him to hit Maverick instead. So, uh, and and Grimes did and, and he sold that that you know emotional turmoil very well. I like that a lot. So now we're just talking about Joe and Cross. Now I would probably predict that uh, for the next takeover we'll probably see the rematch of uh, Knight and Grimes. But John, what, what do you think about this?
1: Uh, I think it's definitely intriguing that they. Grimes is doing a very good job in the role. Uh, You know, the way he is kind of like reluctantly doing this because he's a man of his word. It's not like anybody's forcing him. He could easily just walk away and say, you know, whatever. But he's saying he's a man of his word. So he's got to do this, which I can respect that. Um, Then obviously, including Drake Maverick was an intriguing twist, kick punching him in the face. Uh, He's a guy that, you know, you don't know, want to see him get punched in the face. Uh, technically, I know some people might, but um, <laughs> it's I, for storyline purposes. It's like he's a good guy to pick. We're like, oh, really, he's just this innocent guy that didn't do anything. He was just trying to help. He was trying to help Grimes carry La Knight's bags. Like he was just genuinely being a good guy. We know he has nothing to do because you know, obviously, Killian Dane was released, so Drake Maverick was kind of left in the fold. Uh, so it's nice to see him involved here, but. Uh, I do agree. This is going to lead to a rematch, which I would assume Grimes will probably win. Uh, and then LA Knight will do something else, I would assume. But who knows? I mean, we, we saw this years and years ago with uh, Virgil and Ted DiBiase, and it had mixed reactions then. It kind of has mixed reactions now, uh, mostly because they think that it's a useless thing. It's kind of aged, it's not entertaining. I certainly think it's 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 okay I mean I don't have any complaints about it uh i'm I'm kind of known for liking the segments entertainment part of the show over the wrestling part and to me like this kind of fits the bill it's okay uh but i under- i can certainly understand why people don't like it is what I'm saying.
0: No, I you know one when, when we first got this, I I was pretty critical. I said pretty much what what you had just said that it was a little maybe old fashioned, if not outdated, and I really didn't think it was going to work. But you, you Grimes is very very talented. He's making it work. Nesta Kerr saying that she loves Grimes and this is great. Um, for me, I I would say that at least from what I've scene you know maybe it feels like there's maybe a little more so maybe even i'll say lately more positive uh reactions than negative where because grimes is, is playing the role so well and he's, you know it's just it's fun you know there's pretty harmless in that sense Uh, and it's definitely exceeded my expectations in that sense Um, so I'm enjoying this and at the same time I like how this you know this this storyline kind of uh, did you just mentioned Drake Maverick was kind of floating around aimlessly there after Killian Dane got released so this was a nice way to bring him in pretty organically where you know he saw one guy getting bullied and with a guy like his size, it made all the sense in the world to have him kind of stand up for the guy getting bullied. So I liked that. And that was a nice way to kind of uh, incorporate someone else into this here. Uh, and N- Nesra is kind of wondering or if or predicting that maybe this could kind of continue here with Maverick still in the fold of having him help Grimes win. I'm not sure if that's necessarily the road forward, but like I said, I do like how at least for, for one night he did uh, join the storyline in a very uh, logical and, you know, sensical way so i, I definitely sure. liked liked that um and yeah I, I definitely expect that we will see uh grimes get his revenge at some point and you know hopefully will we'll maybe do a little bit of a slow burn because we do have just over a month until uh the next takeover so they can take the time with this. and i'm looking forward to that um so definitely uh, uh like i said they really liked what they did with uh joe and cross and definitely like what they did with uh with grimes maverick and uh knight here so uh you know, two for two here. We're talking about what we're talking about so far with what you know the high points of exceed tonight. Uh, and Michael Kent saying, better than the mess that Raw was yesterday. I mean, John, you and I were talking before the show went on air. Definitely felt better about this show coming out of it and heading into the show tonight, uh, compared to Raw last night. Definitely
1: yeah, sure. I, I, and I want to point out, like we were talking about earlier as well, like with Raw and SmackDown kind of being back to normal with fans in the stands again and their pay per views with fans again. Uh NXT kind of feels I don't want to say bad, but it, it feels like it felt before. But like we like we said, NXT was kind of on equal ground with Raw and SmackDown for a while in the Thunderdome because NXT had fans and Raw and SmackDown didn't, and they all felt the same. NXT had better competition. Uh, but now that we have Raw SmackDown with fans back, NXT is kind of like still in the CWC with like the the mask mandate and the COVID protocols and stuff like that. Uh, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel as big as it actually. It's still I mean it's still big, but you get what I'm saying. Like it doesn't feel as big anymore, just because Raw and SmackDown have been elevated again, and now NXT kind of feels like well it's still on equal ground. I mean I, I don't see them touring anytime soon but I would like to see them kind of go back to full sale with public being able to buy tickets to
0: watch it. I think that that's a great point. I mean, you know, for me, Friday night Smackdown this past week, I I teared up seeing the fans back. John Cena comes back on Sunday to, to a thunderous cheer. Absolutely incredible atmosphere. Raw last night, we can talk we talked we did talk about uh some of the questionable booking that we saw uh but the it, the crowd did elevate it regardless
1: and we it. saw the rating today it did get it, that boost 1.9
0: it did so that is definitely worth you know it's worth celebrating it's worth noting uh for me you know maybe to counter that it's definitely a valid point that there is a, a clear discrepancy there uh i don't know i still like that you know the NXT i don't want to say charm but you know maybe the just the it's identity, right? It's always been, it's always been the, uh, you know, not the, not, not obviously not minor leagues, but you know, it, it it has been the the development. I mean, kinda,
1: I mean, that's kind of true. I mean, and like, um, like I mentioned when we were talking the other night about how NXT is kind of like a developmental territory, which is obvious. Um, and I was writing on Sunday, an article on WrestleZone.com that you can go back and read where it was referring to um, Johnny Gargano did an interview where they asked him about NXT being the minor leagues and how we felt about people from, like, for example, Manny Rose, which we'll talk about later on, coming back down to NXT. And he said that he th- the NXT locker room thinks that they are a third brand. But they recognize that the like that. Raw and SmackDown, the executives, not the superstars. They realize the executives don't see NXT that way, right. and and to me, it's nice to have your head up and just say, well, okay, w- no matter what they say, we're going to go out there and perform. We're the third brand. We're always going to show up. Uh, but no matter how much they say that, to me, I, I, I don't consider them a third brand. I'm sorry. I still consider them to be. A developmental territory. I just do. To me, I mean, that's just how it works still. Uh, Like in baseball, you're in the double A, triple A, and if you're good enough, if you're popular or whatever, you get called up to the big leagues. NXT still works the same way. It's just the creative direction doesn't care about any of that,
0: and it's sad. It is. It is sad. I like that that baseball analogy. Triple H himself said. I think it was the last takeover call. He compared NXT call ups to like the the NFL draft versus uh, for, where you you get college players going to the next level. Uh, so another uh, comparable comparison there. Um, for me, I think NXT maybe especially now is more of a, a hybrid. Where it, to me at, at best the one that's really clicking. It's it, it can stand on its own as a third brand. And it has that identity as a developmental territory where you get people that, you know, come and go where they where they do move on to the quote unquote next level uh, where, you know, because we plenty plenty of shows you know plenty of takeovers or even even an average uh tuesday night tuesday night like tonight it's, it's a great show and they're great matches a great storytelling ironically sometimes or if not maybe more often than not sometimes the storytelling uh is even better than what we see on the on the main roster as it's called so uh to me i tend to feel that's more of that hybrid but i do so you're saying because especially from maybe from like a casual fan perspective or even john obviously you are being a very very passionate fan you know it is definitely uh easy to or i'll say argue at least that that it is you know a step a step below and as we're talking about a minute ago especially now the fans are back it does uh that that difference is very clear where you've got you know great big crowds for on smackdown and they do get the the great sets and and they do have that more um the higher budget higher production value whatever you want to say versus nxt it is you know a step down in, in that sense so uh, nonetheless nonetheless uh you know for me um i thought the crowd was fun tonight you know the crowd it's uh, yeah it's much smaller than what we're now going to be seeing and what we have already seen the past couple of days for on smackdown still a fun crowd they're you know chanting for smell with joe and there is very into the show tonight so uh i i know i enjoyed it and to me you know at the very least it's still leaps and bounds from what we had seen earlier on uh, in the pandemic era, without any fans or with a much uh, limited attendance there. So, you know, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, like I said, Definitely two high points that we talked about with, with Cross and Joe and Knight and Grimes. Otherwise, we had a, a great main event match for the women's championship, where it was Raquel Gonzalez defending against Ziya Lee of Tian Shaw. A uh, pretty physical match here. John, you and I have talked about it for a, a couple months now. You know, I remember when uh, Gonzalez defended against Mercedes Martinez, and I think, uh, some uh, oh, Ember Moon as well. Uh, that was another defense she had. Yep. Both cases felt pretty inevitable, where it was like they. You know, good matches, good you know, good programs, nothing really wrong with them. But they didn't really feel like true, you know, feuds where, like, you didn't really think that the, the challenger had any chance of winning. And they've done a very good job building up Xia uh, Lee. She's been very impressive. And uh, the, they had the on-screen graphic where she's been undefeated this entire year so far. And they've built her up very nicely. She she beat Mercedes Martinez uh, at the last takeover. Um, all these things being true. But at the same time, they've built up Gonzalez so much that, you know, it feels like a case where, you know, you're going to know when they're getting ready to, to have someone beat her. Like it's going to be someone they've built up very, very well that the, they've been clearly been positioning to be the next champion. this ironically, the same thing we saw with Gonzalez before she became the champion, where she was very clearly being positioned in that way. So it was a good match. I enjoyed it. It was very physical. Uh, despite the, the, they told a nice story of Gonzalez being the powerhouse. I the the size difference there, it worked very well. Um, Still, if it was I, I myself had some challenge uh getting really invested in that sense, where it's like I just didn't really see um, any outcome other than Gonzalez winning, and she did win, and now getting some comments about it where it built me a bit new again, wondering if we are gonna see Dakota Kai turn on Gonzalez and set that up for takeover. I mean, I would think so. You and I have talked about that uh, for a couple months now. That does feel like the the best direction forward here. And DJ Cassier agreeing, saying he hopes that Gonzalez and Kai will feud because he he argues that. Uh, Gonzalez getting this prominent run is kind of holding Kai back in that sense. So, John, what do you think of this main event match and the potential for at least uh, Gonzalez and Kai here?
1: Uh, I thought it was a very, it was a pretty good match. Um, as far as what we're going to see next, I do think Dakota's due to turn at any any moment now. Really, I, I think it will happen. Although, look, we know that they're on Sci-Fi the next two weeks. We know they're taping ahead of time now, so to me, it's like at the same time they want to do something big because, like, if you read in the spoilers, like, hey, you know, Dakota Kai turn on Raquel Gonzalez this week, you might still want to watch and see it anyway. So that might be a tactic they use. But to me, it's like I I, I wouldn't do this when you're recording ahead of time because obviously it's going to leak out. Uh, so to me, like we we all remember Keith Lee winning the title leaking out last year. And there was no fans. It was somebody inside leaked it out. So, like for real, like to me, I just don't think you do anything super big until fans are back. So that wouldn't be till like middle of August. So the which to leaves you because we have four four Nxts up till the takeover. Two of which are on sci-fi, and then two of which will be back live again with with uh, a live audience. So um, I'm interested to see the path here. Although I I do agree that Kai needs to turn, but to me, I thought tonight was the perfect time to do that. Now it's like, well, I think you should wait, but then you're only going to have two weeks till a takeover. But I think you could have a match between these two with a little build because they have the history. They so do. let's see what they do. It's going to be interesting.
0: It will. Uh, for me, I it's tough, right? Because, yeah, you do have you know four, four NXTs until next takeover. And there's definitely some truth to the fact that you don't necessarily want to do it on a tape show and have it leak out. Uh, But for me, at least uh, on paper, I might prefer more of a slow build and just really to to lean into that storytelling rather than to rush it those last two weeks if they don't do anything on these next two shows on sci-fi. But they do have that history. So if they need to throw something together, I'm sure it'll work just fine. But I, I do tend to prefer some more, you know, even a, just whether it's two weeks versus four, you know, sl- taking a slightly slower approach to it, building it up a little bit more, and leaning into it more. Um, but Stephen Chambers saying he's waiting for Dakota to turn on Raquel, thinking it will be a great match for Takeover if it happens. I mean, I'm um, you know, if we're yeah, at least speculating or predicting here, and you know, Cross versus Joe, prob- may, probably Grimes versus Knight, and now potentially Dakota versus Raquel. Takeover could be a very could wind up being, and they, it always is, but the, those three matches alone could be a very solid show. Um, Absolutely. so I would think that's probably where we're going, whether it's in two weeks or, or uh, or or late or even maybe three or whatever it might be. Um, I would imagine that's the direction we're going. Nesha is predicting that Dakota could be the one that beats Gonzalez. Uh, I think that probably more than the the challenges we've seen recently, I I, I would definitely think there is more of a chance for an upset than what we saw with uh, Martinez with Ember Moon and tonight for Zaya Lee. I mean, she definitely does have that that track record, and she's much more established in that sense than the the three names I just mentioned. So, uh, would you agree that that you might think that there's at least a chance that Gonzalez could lose to Kai?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. And I think especially if they want to call another person up, which would be Raquel, uh Dakota is a, a viable threat that I think would be believable to win, especially since she knows Raquel. She knows how Raquel wrestles and stuff like that. So do I think, though? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many new stars they're trying to build in the women's division right now. I mean, Mandy Rose is a credible threat. She has main roster experience. She could be somebody there. Obviously, they have other plans for her right now. but. Uh, I don't see anyone beating Raquel right now, like Steven Chambers just said there. Um, and I think that it's gonna be a lengthy reign, kind of like uh, EO Shirai had and Oscar had. I think Raquel's in the same league there,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, um She's definitely in the top of the league, and and I think you know Kai might be, just be a step below that. So, uh, but it, uh, like like I mentioned, I think even being a step below that, she's still a step above the the, the challenges we've seen recently. Uh, but uh, DJ Cassier wondering if Kai will kind of turn heel or or if she'll be the babyface here. I mean, tonight they definitely positioned Gonzalez as the heel, um, and I feel like you know maybe she'll somehow turn on Gonzalez and be the baby face in that sense. I think that makes me a little I more I think it depends on
1: who turns on who. I think it would make sense for Raquel to be the heel. But to me, it makes the most sense for Dakota to be the one to turn on Raquel. So if if Dakota's turning on Raquel, you would think that she would be the, the heel then. So I, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach it. Uh, we're pretty confident this is the path they're going to go in. But who knows? I mean, we've been fooled before numerous times. Yeah, like Shana, Shana and Naya are still together 2 months after we said that they would probably break up at any moment so
0: correct <laughs> uh and likewise here Stephen Chambers is wondering if Io Shirai could get a rematch for Ra- Raquel that's something we haven't really seen yet uh and if we either I imagine we're going to get Dakota versus Raquel at some point, but if that's not the direction right now, I think, you know, kind of similar, you could pretty quickly throw together a, a rematch for Eos Shirai here if that's something that they are interested in or if that's what they want to do. And yeah. kind of similarly, I think that there's definitely... A, just like kind of Dakota Kai, there's definitely more of a chance for an upset there. If especially in a world where they might want to have Gonzalez move up at some point in the near future, I think that would make sense as well. Uh, While we're on the subject, we should talk about Mandy Rose being on NXT yet again, uh, second week in a row. This time around, kind of similarly, she made a presence known. Came down to the ring side area and made uh, and watched the match. This time it was Frankie Monet versus uh, J C Jane and the Robert Stone brand or the remnants of it. were ring side, uh, Frankie Monet won, but Mandy Rose showed up and uh, laid across the the broadcast table and w- disappeared. She, she just like the fiends. She was there and then she was gone. And um, not sure what to make of it. Curse Man- uh, was uh, predicting or suggesting that Mandy and Frankie could team together. Uh, potentially. I think that'd be something, especially in a tag team division that needs some more depth. I think that'd be a nice pairing. Definitely two two good personalities there. Um, at first I, th- I thought they might feud, but then the fact that Mandy didn't really confront her or anything you know, definitely left it open-ended. Do you think there's more likelihood for a feud or for a team here, John?
1: Uh, I want to think that's more likely that we see a feud, but at the same time, Boy, it could go either way, I think, because the fact that they both they they're similar with their mannerisms, their appearances, stuff like that. So but I don't it's we've got no indication at all on what they're going to do here. And to me, usually you have like a hunch of where they're going to go. But to me, I I just have no idea where they're going to take this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels like either way forward would make sense. You know, Mandy could have been there to scout her competition or sh- and setting up a feud, or she could have been there to scout a potential partner. And they did they, leave it very unclear, so hopefully we'll get some uh, clarification about that. But it looks like they'll be working together in some capacity. I and mean, like you said, that they have similarities, and that could work well to establish them as a team or to kind of establish them as rivals where it's like, okay, you know, there's, there's only room in this town for one of us. So, uh, yeah. you know, and, and Mandy Rose coming in as a newcomer and ironically with Monet being a, a relative newcomer as well, I think that'd make a lot of sense either way. And like I said, having that similarity as well, they did, they could work together and, and chase the tag titles. So I, I think either one would, would be interesting to see. Um, so, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Otherwise, John, it's time for your favorite part of the show where we talk about Hit Row because we got some mariachi madness tonight, whatever the heck that means. Michael Co- Michael Covenant saying the crowd was kind of dead for the Hit Row segment. Hopefully it gets better. John, they announced it earlier today where we were going to get mariachi madness. And I had no idea uh, what to expect. This was kind of the response, if you will, to Hit Row's cypher segment that we saw a couple weeks ago uh, and Hit uh, uh, legato had said that they didn't want to like have a battle of musical styles or anything but uh hit row came out and they, they were trashing mariachi music and they were uh, d- dissing legato a bunch um i i, I don't know <laughs> it's like i will say yet again yet again the crowd was super into swerve scott super into hit row craig back on just saying hit row showing his support as well um i don't know I, I, it's weird where this segment you know didn't really do it for me, but I'm still very, very interested in a eventual feud or, and match between Swerve Scott and Santos Escobar. So I don't know. I'm very curious to see what you, what you think about all this, John.
1: Oh boy. Um, I mean, the feud should be good. I just, I didn't get the segment. I didn't get like, I don't understand what we saw tonight and how it helped with any story development or was in entertaining informational whatever you want to say like what what was this like what what did this do, like what did this do for you as a fan Exactly
0: yeah you know I, I don't know <laughs> I will say there are times where the raw influence kind of bleeds into NXT and this felt like a very raw segment where it was like babyface babyface question mark group uh insults heel group to and gets some pops from the crowd uh babyface attacks heel with with in this case it was a guitar which is a very raw like spot that's, that's just kind of a trope at this point um I, I i guess at the end of the day this felt like a, a clear indicator that a hit roller are supposed to be the baby faces if anything because of that uh Like I said, it's a trope that we've seen, where they're they're insulting them and kind of making fun of them in a kind of babyface way, and and then they beat they hit uh, uh, Walking Wild with the guitar. So I I guess that was the intention, I, I guess. Maybe, but uh, Stephen Chambers predicting that we could see a six-man tag with Swerve Scott and uh, Hit Row versus Legato. I think that would make a lot of sense, whether that maybe that will be a takeover and they, they might draw out this feud, or if we see that on NXT before uh, Swerve Scott versus Escobar for the North American title. Um, good point from Nando here, and it's definitely worth pointing out that uh, he's not sure how he feels about Hit Row making fun of someone else's cultural music. I mean, Hit Row was kind of mocking and insulting mariachi music itself um and you know that that, that definitely you know didn't come across very well and I, I guess i overlooked that but you know i can imagine that's definitely um you know off-putting right it could
1: um, it could rub people the wrong way sure yeah
0: so uh, especially uh, you, you factor that on top of a segment that wasn't great anyway and this was not you know I'll, I'll say it wasn't a winning segment for me, uh top to bottom. You know, it's uh, and it's, it's a shame, right? Because like now, week after week, we're seeing people cheer, hit row, and like get behind them, and I'm like, I want to see it. I want to like get into it. obviously oh,
1: so, uh, so you want to like it? You just yeah. want to, but you can't yet.
0: You know, and and then it, tonight, you know, uh, uh, it's always about the booking, and tonight's just the way it was presented didn't I really do it for me and i again it, i'm i'm confused with myself because i wasn't i didn't enjoy it but at the same time I, I am interested in seeing swerve scott versus Escobar. so maybe if they lean a little more into that into more of the, the title program that might you know draw me in even more in that sense but um yeah you know maybe maybe a bit of a step back tonight in that sense uh otherwise john uh another thing i know you you always like to talk about index mm. is still together still going strong um, and at the same time, we did see you know a little little de- you, John, I know you you've criticized before it. It feels like we're kind of stuck in neutral. Well, we we got a little movement tonight where Johnny Gargano told Austin Theory that you know you got to do this on your own when Kyle O'Reilly chants him to a match. So uh, Theory went out there. He put on, he had a great match with Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly uh, uh, won, and then after the, uh, it was later in the show, uh, the, the, the way was backstage. Candace and Johnny w- were arguing with Indy, Indy kind of about Dexter. I think uh, India said something like. Uh, oh like if if austin wants to kiss the texture like yeah. let him it's fine um you know I, I, john it's, i like this right it's 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 funny it's a sitcom i'm enjoying it and then kind of just like like a sitcom austin theory was like this family is falling apart and they're still they're so busy with arguing They just kind of like ignored him and then he's like sadly like walked away um i don't know man like i'm i'm liking this like it's working this this works for me i, I so like
1: the, let, let's not forget that Austin theory was on the main roster before because people do tend to forget this. He, he was indeed on the main roster before. Uh, and I think he could be on his way back after what we've seen tonight, he was already on, he was on SmackDown last week on the dark match before he was in a match. Uh, so obviously he was in Houston. He was with the, with the, the roster, I do think that he's on his way back to the main roster. I think now the kind of the it is not high tide anymore with Austin Theory. The tide has settled. The um, I don't know what you want to call it, but the the allegations have seemingly went away. Uh, He has seemingly gotten past them. So I do think that he will be leaving the way soon, and I think he will be going to the main roster soon. Uh, where does this leave Candace and Indy? Who knows? I, I honestly could see them having a feud themselves. If maybe Indy says, you know what, I'm going to be with Dexter and then Candace turns on or something, and, and, and then we're back to just Candace and Johnny again. Uh, I'm not even going to say that Johnny should be called up because I don't think that's happening. I've said it before. I'm not going to say it anymore because I don't think it's happening. So all in all, with the way here, not good times and i agree with uh candace we need to get therapists on the phone
0: yeah and i i think you know again for (laughs) me it's it's working as a sitcom and it's fun um and, and if they if we go in that direction of having more therapy sessions with the way, I think, you know, NXT, I I, I, I like their creative team, I, I, and I, I give them more benefit of the doubt where I think they could you know, pull something like that off and make it fun for everybody. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I like this idea from Stephen Chambers in the comments, uh, predicting or suggesting a uh, Dexter and Indy versus Johnny and Candace. Maybe we'll see that take over. Maybe that's where we're heading potentially. Uh, and again, Johnny, you've mentioned wanting to see a little more direction here, and maybe that will be the – Maybe the big culmination where it's like Indy finally uh, gets her man, and then and presumably they would probably get the win in that match, and then get their happy ever after. So uh, I'd, I'd like to see that. And again, uh, at least on paper, if we're speculating or pre- predicting you know, that match on top of the ones that we've talked about throughout the show tonight, all of a sudden you've got pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good lineup for Takeover. So you know, I I, I think that'll that definitely be a good direction forward here. Um, but you know, uh, kind of similarly, uh, what I would, or I should say, on the other hand, that match would kind of mark probably mark the end of the way. But Fernando Nando saying the main roster women's tag teams are lacking, so especially if you're suggesting or thinking that Theory might be moving back to Raw or the main roster, why not have the, the all of the way go up? And John, you were just mentioning that you don't think Ar- Gargano would move up, but maybe of Theory and. Candace and Indy move up? I mean, I think that, that they could definitely uh, add some much-needed depth to the women's tag division. I think that that's possible. But then uh, I think at that point, you run the risk of taking too much from NXT. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're already maybe on... On the road to doing that when you've got Tegan and shots moving up and now Tony Storm moving up. And I think, you know, if you do that as well, that would definitely uh, maybe be too big of a hit, all, all, like all combined. I think that's.
1: Yeah, I understand that out. for sure. And with Shotzi and Tegan seemingly the number one contenders now for the tag titles with Natalie and Tamina, uh, I cannot name, besides Shayna and Naya, any additional women's tag teams on the roster. So there's three. There are literally three on the main roster right now, and that is cause for concern. Ooh, it's almost like if you have a cruiserweight champion and you only have three cruiserweights. It's like it's like if you took the title back to 205 Live, and to the 205 Live roster is like five people right now. It just yeah. doesn't work. So yeah. I think they need to they need to get more creative here and, and form
0: more uh, teams or stables. Couldn't agree more. And, and you set up a very nice segue. You mentioned the cruiseweight division, and we had Kushida, the Cruiserweight champion, in action early on tonight. It was Kushida and Bobby Fish facing Roderick Strong and Tyler, Tyler Rust of Diamond Mine. And maybe in a surprising turn of events, Diamond Mind lost. I uh, know this is the first loss because they're still a very new faction. So, you know, this kind of bucked the usual trend of having a faction pick up a bunch of wins early on. They're pretty quickly already dealing with setback. And there's a joke to be made about, you know, a couple week one, Diamond Mine open for business. And now just a couple weeks later, Diamond Mine. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say on thin ice, but definitely dealt a big setback here. I, I thought this was a good match for Kushida and Bobby Fish. They got a nice measure of revenge there. Um, for me, this match did, uh, I guess the the main takeaway for me was really, it made me want really want to see uh, Kushida versus Roderick Strong. And yet again, if that's a match that we see for takeover, I think uh that could be a match of the night contender. And at the same time, I'm not sure necessarily how we get there after this, where it would have made a lot more sense to have a strong win and then kind of set up a title match there. But I still feel like that's probably the direction where we're going.
1: Yeah, I can definitely agree there. Uh, I think the way that they've handled this has been a little interesting with Diamond Mind now losing already, which I get some people think that's a big deal. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Uh, but Kushida and Roderick Strong, I believe, are probably going to have a Cruiserweight title match feud at some point. Uh, I think the diamond mine needs to kind of uh, try to keep momentum going and look strong and not turn into like a retribution type thing where they're losing every time. Right.
0: And that that's a valid concern because, like, you know, this was – you know, still a very early on in their run, and and you, that's a very valid comparison. You know, anytime you have a faction lose a pretty big match this early on, it does kind of set them back in that sense. And I couldn't help but uh, chuckle to myself I saw a Nexus shirt in the crowd, and this reminded me about the downfall of the Nexus. And then then we had Di- Diamond Mind lose, and not to be a you know you know uh, catastrophize, but you know when you have Diamond Mine lose like this, it definitely is not a great look. Uh, but I think we're gonna get, we're gonna get a great match because I do expect Kushida versus Strong to happen at some point. And Stephen Chambers in the comments predicting that Strong could be Kushida, so uh, I think that'd be possible. I think that uh, that would be a great way to to really establish Diamond Mine uh, as a, a real you know power powerful force in NXT, especially uh, and maybe even elevate the cruiserweight division. So I would like to see that, and I think that'd be a good way to do it. Uh, otherwise here uh, we had the NXT breakout tournament we had Odyssey Jones which is an amazing name uh, face uh, Andre Chase uh, in a breakout tournament match and DJ Garcia wondering who he thinks is gonna win the tournament he's picking Odyssey Jones after Odyssey beat Andre Chase uh, he, and this was a good match I will say um, Odyssey Jones got a pre-match promo and uh, Andre Chase did not so I was like i feel pretty clear predicting who's gonna win here uh, but uh, it was still a good showing for andre chase he's still uh will probably hang around 205 live or again I, we said this a couple weeks ago winning the, the breakout tournament, or if you lose your first round match, you're still probably going to stick around. You just might not get uh, a, a prominent you know, role right away. So uh, this was a good strong for Andre, Andre Chase, and I would expect him to hang around anyway, because he is signed to WWE. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, but yeah. for Odyssey Jones, I joked about it on Twitter. I said, uh, Mark Henry Jr. Oh, my bad. Andre, uh, Odyssey Jones won the match tonight. Uh, the, I think it was his first match on 205 Live. He used the world's strongest slam as the finisher, and uh, those comparisons were very and this gear tonight was pretty comparable to uh mark henry's nation domination gear uh but he did use a different finisher maybe to lean away from those comparisons uh it does feel like they are positioning ozzy jones as kind of the the if favorite not, if not the favorite at least kind of like a you know a strong contender to win um so i don't know i i think that he makes sense at this point we, we're still kind of um We haven't seen all the people in the first round yet. We have seen Kamalo Hayes. We've seen a couple other guys that have had some like kind of uh, trial matches on 205 Live, but at least for... I I don't tend to watch 205 Live, so at least for NXT, uh, we haven't seen a lot of uh, the whole bracket yet, so it is hard to tell. Uh, But from what we've seen so far, I would probably lean toward picking Odyssey Jones at this point. You know, he's got the size, he's got good presence, and and I like that. And so I I guess uh, maybe it's more out of not knowing the field, I guess I'd pick him at this point, but what would you agree? Or do you have another pick?
1: Uh, Him and Carmelo Hayes are probably the two that I would keep my eyes on right now. Uh, I like we've talked about time and time again, I am not a watcher of independent wrestling. So these people are all pretty much new to me. If you told me, Oh, that's and so whatever his old name was in the indie scene, I would say, who, what do you do? That's how out of touch I am with uh, pretty much anything that's, Outside of WWE. WWE has so much content. I don't have time for anything else. So um, I, I think based off of what I've seen so far, I would agree Odyssey Jones. And and I think Carmelo Hayes' first round matchup is next, next week. Correct, because be
0: facing Josh Briggs.
1: So I think that he will probably win too. Uh, and let's not forget some people that we've seen in the breakout tournament before. We've seen Bronson Reed we've seen cameron grimes and we've seen other successful people so it's not only the winner correct. that is relevant correct so it's important to note because um who was the the guy that lost last week that people thought was going to win um, um the i think he was the asian superstar
0: yeah i'm blanking on his name uh oh, this too way too much content um yeah i know i know who you mean though
1: so, yeah, what I mean is, moving forward, people thought he was going to win. And then he didn't win, so then people were like, well, how are we going to handle this in the future? And like, like I mentioned, almost everybody that was in the breakout tournament last year, Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Isaiah Swerve, Squats, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, Angel Garza, I'm, and they uh, they've all been relevant. They've all done right. good things. The only other people that were in that NXT breakout tournament that didn't necessarily turn out to be successful were Jordan Miles and Boa. And Boa right. is still kind of
0: you know isn't he shai still there? He's you know got a role, so that's something. Uh, yeah. I do want I, I do want to note that it was Eka who who was uh, yes. in last week. Yes. He's he's still on two hundred five live. He and like I said about uh Andre Chase, he'll probably still hang around. And like you just said. Uh, you know, most people in this tournament could very well still go on to do good things, but again, just by winning the tournament, you do kind of get a, a springboard into a, a title p- program and a more prominent role in that sense. So, but
1: it's funny that you mention that because looking back at it now, they didn't show a bracket yet; they just revealed direction. the superstars and matchups. So it's almost like they don't really want to make the bracket until they have like their final. Is there eight people in this year, or is it
0: sixteen this year? Just uh, one, two, three, I'm looking at it now, four, eight. It is it's eight.
1: eight again. So it's almost like they don't want to reveal it because they want to pick their final four and then frame the bracket after that. So yeah. uh, interesting aspect there, but we can safely assume based on the history that at least six of these eight people will be relevant a year from now on the next team.
0: Yeah. You know, and uh, for me, the, these tournaments are fun because you just kind of have to wait and see who, who stands out yeah I mean
1: sure it's going to be a a, a huge benefit whoever it might be when it's all said and done in the breakout tournament it's going to be a like you guys in the comments you can predict who you think is going to win like we said Odyssey Jones appears to be a favorite so I would safely assume that Odyssey Jones is going to be a big favorite Uh, and I'd like to get you guys' ratings in the comments there. Uh, Between 1 and 10, NXT tonight, what did you guys think of the show? Um, I thought it was a very good show overall. Uh, I would give tonight's NXT uh, a 7.25 out of 10. Uh, And the reason that I would give it a 7.25 out of 10 is because there was many aspects of the show that were lights out in comparison to what we've seen on Raw last night. Carrie and Cross, for example, absolutely tonight was night and day different from last night. I think you guys would agree on that. Uh, we saw a very good women's championship match main event. We saw a tag match that was pretty good. Uh, we're going to get very good matches on the show next week. Uh, you know, and it seems that people are in the comments are tending to agree. Michael Kent, a 7. Nesha Kirch, a 7.5. Ray Garza, a 7. Craig Backlund, an 8.5. Stephen Chambers, a 7.5. Michael Covington, a 7. And DJ Casier with an 8.25. So everybody is in that between 7 and 8.5 range. Uh, Colin, what do you give the show between 1 to 10? Um...
0: I'll go for like an 8. I, I liked it, man. So I, like
1: I, Colin too, like I was reading off the, the ratings, everybody's between 7 and 8.5. I went with 7.25 and then you're giving it a very good rating too.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, good show. I have, I Like Like I said, I, I like the, the, the angle at the start and then I thought Cross beating up Regal at the end was fun. Uh, in terms of the storytelling there, Grimes and Knight was good. Again, even if I didn't necessarily buy into the potential for an upset. I still like Gonzalez and Zayalid. You know, top to bottom, a good show. Uh, and and just to briefly preview it, we're on, well, I think even with the the brief move, the temporary move to sci-fi, we're in line for a good show next week. We're gonna have uh Josh Briggs versus um blanking on the name. Uh, Carmelo Hayes for, yeah. for the breakout tournament, and we're going to have uh, Thatcher and Ciampa versus Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. I think that'll be a great tactic match. And the main event, we're going to Adam Cole versus Bronson Reed. So, you know, I, I unfortunately, I think the, the, the sci-fi move will kind of hurt the the viewership. Yeah, I think, I think, we think we they'll struggle
1: have... to get to, they'll struggle to get to three hundred thousand. We saw SmackDown move to FS1 and barely get to three hundred thousand. AEW was barely getting to four hundred thousand when they moved nights. Uh, NXT is only getting really five hundred to six hundred thousand on a good night now. Uh, I fully expect them to get right around three hundred thousand, possibly even much lower than that. Uh, so I wouldn't be concerned. I would wait to see in three weeks what we get when they come back to USA. I would assume they're going to try to stack that show to get people to come back, but it should be
0: interesting. Yeah. I mean, for me, the, the 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 one big, you know, downside of NXT in some ways is that, you know, it feels like there's a, this constant uh, focus on the viewership. And sometimes, you know, especially now looking ahead to next week for the sci-fi, you know, yeah, I, I don't think the number is going to be great, but what's, I think it's going to be a good show. You know, even just the, the three matches they announced and then you factor in Cross and Joe probably more with Knight and Grimes, whatever else might happen, I think it's going to be a good show. And, and for months, I feel like I've been saying this, like NXT regularly put on a good show, but the, the viewership numbers just don't really back it up. And that's a shame, you know? Um, hopefully the the, the 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 good work will, will win out and sooner and later the, the viewership will, will reflect that. Um, but in the meantime, NXT, good show. And, you know, we can still kind of rely on that, especially, again, even with fans coming back, can't always depend on... Uh, raw or smackdown to be as good as you might hope so for even uh, on the flip side you don't always expect NXT to be really good but they're pretty regularly putting on a good show and we're going to be here every week to cover it uh, on tuesday night and johnny and i are also here on monday night uh, to talk about monday night raw Rob, robert d Felice and i talk about friday Night smackdown on saturday mornings the diamond dudes of attitude uh, dominic and marcus cover aew and they also do, do wcw written talk about all fun things fancy booking for wcw and a constant great stream of in- interviews constantly coming at you guys, whether it's Bill Persod recently interviewing Matt Cardona.
1: Yeah, he uh, we we had tons of good interviews between Bill and like uh, be sure to check out WrestleZone.com for the WrestleZone Universal rankings. Uh, every Monday afternoon we rank the top twenty-five WWE superstars as they stand uh, right now. And, of course, don't forget uh, the Dynamite Dudes with Attitude checking out AEW Dynamite Rampage. And they also uh, enjoy with WCW Rewritten. They love to rewrite WCW classic shows and book them the way that they think they should be booked. And then, like Colin was mentioning, him and Bill have done a ton of good interviews. So be sure to check out those interviews, those those, uh, shows that we do, and, of course, the Universal
0: Rankings. Colin, uh, when watching wrestling, what do we do? we enjoy wrestling i'm sorry everybody i moved into a new apartment my internet is on the fritz and i'm I'm hopefully going to get that fixed this week so i can get back into the get back to business here because my goodness my internet is just terrible lately i'm so sorry uh between power outages and my internet being on the fritz uh it's been, been a bit of a rough time but when, when life happens john when life gets in the way we do one thing and that is to enjoy wrestling thanks for listening everybody